Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You're an imposter! Why are you yelling at me, dude? Calm down. Because <laughs> you're an imposter. You don't belong here. That's that's pretty rude, actually. I didn't know you were about to come in this hot today. Jesus. <laughs> what what did you to do to deserve being on this very successful podcast, Matthew? What did I do? I, I had a lot of stress, and then I reduced it, and now I'm talking about it. What do you mean, what did I do? I'm, I'm confused here. Yeah, that's pretty good. Maybe you should be here, then. Shit. You should, guys uh, haven't figured it out here? yet. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I do feel like an imposter. Um, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, today we're talking about, you guessed it, imposters. Among Us. Or imposter syndrome. Among what? Us. The game Among Us? Who's the imposter? Yes. Uh, that's all we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're actually going to be playing the game today. Um, and uh, we're going to let you, our listeners, try and figure out which one of us is the imposter. If, if, if either of us are. But no, in, in all seriousness, uh, we are talking about imposters and imposter syndrome, which is a real thing. And uh, what imposter syndrome is, is when you feel like an imposter in, in any situation, right? Whether it's because uh, you got invited somewhere and you went there and, you know, maybe you think to yourself, you know, I shouldn't have been invited. I shouldn't be here. Maybe you got promoted, right? Maybe you uh, were given an award. Whatever it is, you were, you're somewhere where you feel like you shouldn't be for whatever reason. Even though maybe you, you know, put in a lot of hard work to get there. You have all the credentials you need to get there. You know, there's a reason for you to be there. It's just the way you feel. So, Matt. Have you ever felt that way? Well, certainly not right now after being berated earlier about my, my <laughs> credentials to talk about anxiety. Jesus, bro. Somebody needs to take I'm their sorry. meds. Yeah. Who came up with that acronym, I, bitch? I needed, to, I, <laughs> I needed to start this off with a bang. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't super loud for people that um, we'll have to bring your audio down. Dude, yeah, you're screaming to... into the microphone. Calm down. I, I apologize. Uh, but anyways, to, to, to your question. Have I ever felt like an imposter, you know, and um, showing signs of imposter syndrome? Yeah. It's something that yeah. I think is, is pretty common in a lot of things, right? You know, you, for instance, me and you could be playing video games together and everybody knows that I'm the best player on the team. And sometimes I don't, I don't feel like it. You know, sometimes I, I feel like I got to get hyped up and everybody's like, oh, you're going to be top frag and get the most amount of kills. And I'm like, oh, guys, I'm just a normal person. You know, I'm not I'm not the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that's imposter syndrome, man. I think that that just sounds like you're living in your uh, fantasy world again. Oh, no. Let me come back to reality. Uh, I, th- I think for me, it's probably more so about um, when people want to hang out. I'd say like that's that's more of it. Uh, you know, when people will invite me to things, I'm like, are you just inviting me because you went down a list on Facebook and decided to invite me, or you invited me because we're actually good friends, type of thing, uh, or or because you feel bad, or because yeah, with you know you think you know with things you think that I'm alone and don't have other friends, so you're inviting me. You know, there's 
there's all these different things that go through your mind. Yeah, right? growing up with anxiety and, and the way I grew up and everything, uh, I always tried to be funny. I always tried to like provide value to the people in the group, right? If I can be entertaining, people will be my friends because they want to keep the funny guy around. So sometimes that leads to kind of taking it too far and being too funny in one way or the other, right? And people just be like, bro, what are you fucking doing? Like, you know, it's almost like you're well, performative. Matt, sorry, sorry. Before, before you continue, Matt, I'm sorry to break it to you, but you're not the funny guy, man. <laughs> you, you have failed at the task of being the funny guy in our friends. I mean, you have funny moments, right? I can't... Um, Matt has left the chat. I can't deny Matt that. Matt has left the chat. <laughs> We, we we out here, but, but you're not the funny guy. We like you for who you are, Matt. We don't like you because you're the funny guy. I don't know whether to be uh, hurt by your words or or whether to be encouraged. When, uh, why would why would you I be don't know, hurt? Bro. Tell me I'm not funny. How dare you? How dare you? I mean, no. I said I said you're funny at times, but you're not the funny guy. Funny looking guy, maybe, but not the funny guy. <laughs> I'm crying right now. Oh my god. Uh, well, that's the thing, you know. But no, I, 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 I get you. I mean, I, I feel like all of us have felt, well, probably most people have felt that way in some circumstance, right? Um, you know, wanting to do something or be something to differentiate, differentiate yourself, right? To add value because you feel like you don't belong in a certain place. Yeah, it, it's like performative. You feel like you have to bring something to the table, right and then you start to kind of worry about it and when you're worrying about it you're like shit do i really belong here am i really good enough did they give me this position on accident are these people not really my friends like what's going on and it's really easy to get stuck in your head because you know you have anxiety and you're thinking about like the what if the what if the what if and you're getting you know stressed out and stuff you're just like well shit like what if everybody secretly hates me and um and you know I really don't have any true friends or something. And it can be tough too because during a pandemic, I, I saw this post online where it said, you know, remember the people that checked in on you during the pandemic, they're your real friends. And somebody commented saying, that's not really true because if somebody doesn't check in on you because they're really anxious themselves and super stressed out and just trying to get by, like just trying to exist and, you know, live, then and they don't check in on you it doesn't necessarily mean that like they don't want to be your friend it just means that maybe they're going through their own struggles right no i i completely agree um you know that with friendship i think it's one thing right it's it's hard because there is no metric right to, to measure how good of a friend someone is you know you don't um when you have friends, at least I don't, you know, sit down and say, you know, what does this friend bring to the table? And what does that friend bring to the table? And then go like, well, that guy doesn't bring anything to the table. I guess I can't be friends with him anymore, right? Like, I don't think that really happens um, when it comes to friendship because it's it's a different kind of bond, right? You, you have shared values, maybe. Maybe you have shared interests. Um, you know, may, maybe you have shared experiences or... I don't know, um, a shared life, right? Maybe you guys grew up together. Maybe you have nothing in common and maybe neither of you brings anything to the table, but you guys are friends because you grew up together and spend a lot of time together. So I feel like with friendship, it's one thing, right? Feeling like an imposter, again, it, it happens a lot, right? But I, I feel like there's no metric to measure it up against. Whereas in other situations, um, like the, the reason this... The, 
I suggest that we talk about imposter syndrome today is because I had this uh, this leadership counseling, right? So through my workplace, um, I'm a manager now. So we have this leadership program where, you know, we go through this, um, these leadership courses and we get leadership counseling. And we were talking a little bit about um, uh, sort of where how like what i want to work on as a leader right and and we came to the topic of sort of this imposter syndrome and what was holding me back from sort of uh being the leader that i want to be and it came down to after you know a long conversation uh there was really nothing holding me back except myself and then we came onto the topic of imposter syndrome and it was like well you know i'm sort of i'm a manager now right and i'm in this position and it's obviously I've worked very hard to get here, right? I've spent a lot of time. I've learned a lot. I've done a lot to, to be where I am because uh, especially at like my company or most companies, uh, they don't just promote you for the hell of it, <laughs> right? There's going to be a reason you, you know, you've learned, you've done something, you're an asset and that's why they do it. But sometimes it can feel that way, right? And I, I've definitely felt that way before where, you know, you, you get into this new position. It's like, you know, do I really deserve to be here? Do I know enough for this position? Am I going to be able to uh, to make it, right? Am I going to be able to do what I need to do to fulfill the needs of this position? Or am I, you know, am I going to fail? And then there's like this, uh, this anxiety of failure there, right? Well, maybe I was promoted. Maybe I was promoted by mistake. Maybe I don't have what it takes. What if I fail? And I'm not saying this happens to me all the time, but you know these are definitely thoughts that have happened before and that that some that I go through and sift through um, to uh, when anything sort of big happens. And I think the important thing to remember here is, you know, and this is again a little bit of what we talked about during that session was sort of self reflection, right? Thinking about everything you've done, how you've gotten here, all of the um, all the skills and the experience and the knowledge you have and, and applying that to the situation. And I think the same can be said for anything, right? How, you know, whether it's work, whether it's group of friends, whether it's uh, a club, right? Whatever it is, you know, looking back, self-reflecting and seeing, you know, I made it here. What did I do to get here? And realizing that if you hadn't done the right things, if you didn't, you know, have the right knowledge or put in the work, you probably wouldn't be there. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good like depiction of it. I think that sometimes it depends on where those questioning or like that line of questioning about yourself comes from. If it comes from a place of, like you said, reflection, you're thinking, well, you know, am I good enough? And you reflect on it. Yes, I'm good enough. I've, I've done enough things, right? I, I deserve to be in this position. Then it's good. If it comes from a place of just strictly anxiety because you're just like, you're worried about something and that's how you're taking it out on yourself. Well, then it's really bad because you're not really going to be able to solve the source of it. Um, unless you start talking to yourself better, right? Like a lot of people will say uh, that like I am enough mantra in the morning, like I am enough, like who I am is good enough, right? The way that I am, 
Of course, there's things I could improve, but right now, I'm enough. Right? You are enough. Exactly. So, with with this... I, I agree. And I, I guess what I was saying is that, you know, even for me, it's not, it's not coming from a place of positivity usually, mm-hmm. but, like, you can, like you said, you can make it positive, right? Like, if you are having those thoughts, if you sit down and self-reflect, you can realize that, you know... You have put in the work. You have done a lot to get here, um, and so it just it, it takes that that time, you know, that self reflection to to realize all that. Yeah, it can still come from a disconnect between like a real disconnect, I guess, between it where you feel that you don't belong, but you kind of know deep down that you really didn't like if you did like let's say you started a new company but your best friend is running it so they gave you this you know director position or something that's kind of like above your pay grade and you know that like you're not really experienced enough for it right but because you know somebody you kind of got it in with the company and you got this really good position so if there is that true disconnect then you know you need to just take that anxiety and i would say maybe be more productive with it after you're reflective on it and then say, what can I improve on to make myself feel better in this position or to make myself feel more like I belong, right? I think most of the time when it comes to like the friend circle thing, if you were to ask your friends, hey, I feel like we're not, you know, our relationship's kind of rocky or something. We haven't really been talking as much, especially during COVID, all this crap or something like that, right? A lot of times you might say like, oh, you know, you didn't invite me to this thing when you were getting groceries or something, or you went on a hike last weekend and you didn't invite me, right? Like, I don't know if we're really friends and people are probably just going to be like, I just took a spontaneous hike. I, you know, I didn't think to invite people because like most people don't want to be invited to things right now because of COVID or whatever, right? Like normally the reason for something is a lot simpler than we perceive it to be because our brains run wild and we like look for these patterns and everything, right? Oh my God, they didn't invite me to this thing and this thing and this thing. And they, they had a Super Super Bowl party without me. And then it's like, Okay, so like all you have to do to investigate it is to ask, right? And if you're worried at work, you know, you can say, you know, thank you for this new position or this new role, whatever. Um, you know, what, what, you know, did you see in me that inspired you to give me that promotion or that role or whatever, right? Like kind of like a performance review, dig a little deeper and then get them to give you that feedback, right? Oh, you know, you're actually a really great leader. I saw the way you did X, Y, and Z. And then that's going to be your your kind of proof of, of concept for yourself moving forward. You know, you can write it down in your notes and say, yeah, I, I did a really good job managing that project, right? Because maybe you think you didn't do a good job, but everybody outside of it says, holy crap, you know, you did an amazing job. There were these really tough circumstances. You got it done on time. And that's why we're promoting you, you know? No, I completely agree. And sort of going back to what you said about the friend thing, though, like if your friend was running a company, right, and they put you in a position that you didn't think you deserved. I mean, the thing is that, even though you may not think that you had the experience or you had the uh, the knowledge necessary for it, obviously your friend, whose company it is, is trying to grow their company and make it work, right? They, they want their company to be successful. So they wouldn't put you in that position if they didn't think that you had either the potential or the skills they needed or whatever it is, right? The fact that your friend puts you there doesn't doesn't discount the fact that you needed to have the skills or experience or whatever your friend was looking for to be able to be put there. 
Because I can guarantee you, your friend probably has, you know, tens or hundreds of other friends. And that, uh, and the, the fact that they chose you obviously means that you have something that they wanted, right? That they think would be good for this position. Yeah, it can kind of give you like a chip on your shoulder. A lot of times when you get positions through connections, you're like, well, am I really getting the position or is it just because they pulled strings to get me here? And honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Just enjoy the ride. You know, whatever life deals you, just try to enjoy it. And, you know, just know that if you feel like an imposter at any point, so does most other people. Most people experience this syndrome, which is why there's a name for it, right? Imposter syndrome. It's not It's not like it's just some really long concept that nobody's ever put a name to and developed. You know, there's a, there's a Wikipedia page for it. You know, you can see examples of it. You know, you can read <laughs> books about it. You, you can listen to us talk about it, you know, all these different things. So, yeah, I mean, just if it's coming straight from that place of anxiety where you feel like you don't belong and you feel like you don't belong in a lot of places, right? You feel like an imposter everywhere, not just in one aspect of your life, then I think that that's a really good kind of starting point to talk to a therapist or to a, a really good, you know, support buddy and to be able to have those real conversations and explain your real feelings, right? And say like, yeah, I really don't feel like I fit in here because again, getting that outside perspective might help you see what you're, you're not seeing, right? You're so focused, especially with anxiety, right? We tend to really focus in. That's why it's called like tunnel vision. You know, you focus in on one thing and if that thing's a negative thing, you're just thinking, oh my God, I, I, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. I don't belong here. I didn't do this. I, I, I'll, I'll never really fit in this position or whatever. And then somebody outside again can just kind of remind you like, no, you did a good job over there. And maybe you're not seeing it because, you know, you're too focused in the, it's like, what's the phrase? Uh, don't something with the forest and the trees and like down in the weeds or something. It's like you, you lose sight of the, um, don't, th- don't I think I'm com- combining two of, them. of the forest by looking at the trees or something. something it, like that, it's right? basically like, you know, you have to, or, or you have to see the forest from the trees kind of thing. So if you're too focused on one tree in front of you and you don't realize that, there's the rest of the forest, right? It's like high level thinking versus like lower level specific thinking. I, I don't know. I, we'll figure uh, it out. Not being able to see the forest for the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is... Yeah. So I was kind of combining that and then stuck in the weeds, which yeah. is kind of the other way, which is where you're like so focused on the the particular task at hand. Right. I, you know, I'm I'm creating new quotes. All right. It's a hybrid quote. All right. I, I like it. You know, the quote man I'm is supposed back. to be the quote guy right now. I feel like an imposter because I butchered it. You know, I, I don't know how no, I'm going to no, go about good. the rest of my day that I, now I got to prepare more quotes for next time. I've been lacking on the quotes. Normally, you're 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 bringing the heavy hitters recently. I I don't know. I, I haven't quoted anything in a while, actually. But no, that was good, man. I, I like com- combo quotes. It's like a combo move. You deal more damage. <laughs> it's my ultimate. Uh, yep. But no, that I mean, that's a good point, right? Like going back to your friend's example, when you were saying, you know, your friend didn't invite you to a hike or whatever, you you start thinking about it and you're like, oh, well, there was this one time that they didn't invite me to this or that. And then you're like, well, are they really even my friend? When you start going into that, that train of thought, you, you, like especially if you have anxiety you tend to sort of uh turn a blind eye to all of the positives right you don't uh you you get like selective vision right or like whatever selective thinking and you only start thinking about the negatives 
But then if you sort of take a step back or like have someone, you know, take a step back and, and remind you, you realize that, you know, maybe they didn't invite you to this hike, but, you know, a couple of days ago, they invited you to dinner. Or maybe they didn't invite you to the Super Bowl party because they know you don't like sports. But uh, the week before, there was a uh, a new show that came out that you would enjoy and you guys watched it together, right? Like, you you get stuck in in this negative pattern so you just stop thinking about all this stop realizing the positives and just you sort of get deeper and deeper into there the longer you think about it that way um yeah i mean again sort of some things you can do about um about that right if if you feel like an imposter is like we said, sort of self-reflection, right? Go, going back to the meds, meditating, right? Thinking about, you know, and part of meditating is self-reflection. So just thinking about, you know, what, how did I get here? What did I do? Like Matt said, asking people or asking your employer or your friends or whatever it is. Um, taking action, right? Um, so if you feel like an imposter at work because you don't think you've done enough, well, go and do enough, right? Like, Go do what you need to do. If you feel like an imposter within your group of friends because you feel like, I don't know, you don't contribute, then contribute, right? Contribute more. And it'll make you feel like less of an imposter. And obviously, it'll make you feel, it'll make you a better friend. Not that you weren't already, but, you know, if you're doing more stuff for them, better friend. If you're doing more stuff at work, a better employee, whatever it is. Um, so, you know, there are there are ways to counteract that feeling and to make it into a positive yeah it kind of reminds me of the analogy i would use let's say you're gonna google something that you think right so if you google something that you think let me google that real quick something that you think what's the result all right i googled it the first result is a video from the 1975 called i think there's something you should know hell yes and this is something you should know yeah, uh, the first actual link is to think about something or someone or something in a particular way. It's a verb. No, I don't know. This is this is some meta analysis a... shit. Okay, <laughs> my, sorry. My, okay, my point Go is, ahead, if you Google, let's say for instance, you Google like a hot button topic, right? Let's say you Google like a hot button topic. <laughs> <laughs> can uh can you google uh, first how- result is a hot button is a subject or problem that people have very strong feelings okay about. or maybe you can google how to shut up and let somebody else speak sometimes i have that problem but you know i've googled it in the past i, I definitely can how to shut up and let somebody else speak, speak. does it just say listen uh no <laughs> the first <laughs> the first result is uh on quora uh and it's a question that someone asked how to make someone shut up? <laughs> okay, uh, that's not that's that's not our goal here. But if you're if you're googling right, sorry, something, continue. let's say for instance, if you Google, um, you know, vaccines causing cancer, right? You're gonna right. you're gonna get results that say vaccines cause cancer because you're googling that. Now, if you say vaccines do not cause cancer, you're gonna get results that say do not cause cancer, right? Now, of course, if you Google do vaccines cause cancer, you're still going to get results that most likely are from scientific journals that say they don't cause cancer kind of thing, right? And there might be different studies done and links and so on and so forth. So when you're 
digging in your own mind and you're Googling, am I a bad friend? Am I not qualified? Am, am I out of place? Am I an imposter? You're going to get results that lead to those links, right? As opposed to you saying, how, how am I doing, right? Or if you're reflecting on it type of thing. Or you could say like, is Matt a really good friend? Is Matt funny? Is Matt handsome? All these different things, right? That you want to look at the positive side. Yes, yes, and You want to look yes. at the positive side of things, right? And that's kind of what what you focus on and what you tell yourself that your belief is is what you're going to kind of um, come into fruition. So if you say to yourself, I don't belong at my work, I'm underqualified, you're already priming your brain to think you're underqualified, and then you're going to be looking for every single little search query that says you're underqualified. Oh, shit, I forgot to send that report this morning, right? I, I didn't look at my calendar. I was a little bit late. I stumbled talking to the customer. Whatever it is, right? You're looking at the negative side of things, and you're searching for just negatives, so you're going to find negatives, right? So if you Google vaccine negatives, it's a ton of negative stuff. If you Google vaccine positives, it's a ton of positive stuff. Now, there exists kind of a Venn diagram between the negative and the positive, right, on your like pros and cons list that is more centered towards the truth, right? It's going to be more of a balanced approach to things. And, of course, there are probably things that you, that you can, of course, improve on. And if you know what those things are, improve on them, right? If you feel like, you know, you're, you're an imposter at work because the way you're running meetings isn't efficient and meetings are going on too long, right? If you have a half-hour meeting booked and it always takes 45 minutes, well, then work on keeping people in check, right? Google, you know, how do I keep, how do I keep meetings on time? How do I improve, right? Try to improve those things if you feel that it really is a place that you can improve on, right? If it's coming from a and, source and even, of introspection. Yeah, no, what I was going to say is even if, you know, Obviously, that's not the reason, like, you feel like an imposter. And even though no one else sees that, right, going back to the meeting example, even though maybe no one else thinks that you run meetings too long, if you improve that, all it's going to do is make you better, mm-hmm. right? Like, there, there is no negative to it. You improve that situation, you become a better employee, and maybe you get, you know, promoted again. And then you can start feeling like an imposter again, potentially. <laughs> uh, maybe, you know... Uh, maybe in your friend circle, you do something and you, now you're just a better friend and you get promoted to a best friend. Well, now you feel like an imposter as a best friend, right? Like, um, but that's fine. That's fine because you're doing something, you're improving. The worst that can happen is you're just going to get better. Like, you're just going to be a better employee, a better friend, a better husband, a better boyfriend, a better girlfriend, better wife, whatever it is. Um, you know, if you recognize your shortcomings and you fix them it's it's only going to improve you yeah um but yeah uh again the conversation came up from work like i said and sort of the resolution or like the outcome of this whole conversation that i had with my uh leadership coach was the same thing was everything we just talked about you know reflect take action um and and ask the questions uh so i i would say also if you sometimes feel that you don't like compliments sometimes that can kind of be a trigger that you may have some imposter syndrome right if somebody says like for instance you know i do like the toastmasters thing at work right and somebody said oh you gave a great 
uh, evaluation today. I had to like evaluate somebody giving a speech. Like, yeah, I really like the way that you described it, all this stuff. And I was kind of like, eh, you know, but you're so much better than me or something, right? But it's because like for me, I have a hard time taking the compliments because I'm like, oh, like I don't, I, you know, it's building myself up too high, right? Like, oh shit, because you're a damn guy, Matt. Because I'm a guy, is that why? Yeah, that's 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 part men, of it too. Men, it, it is proven men do have a harder time accepting compliments than women do. Interesting. So yeah, so yeah. that that could also be part of it too, right? If you, I mean, and and of course, there's you can be humble about it, right? You know, thank you for your feedback. I really appreciate it, but you know, you don't like let let you know let it go to your ego kind of thing. But it's it's certainly something that you know when somebody says something positive to you, if you feel like you're always putting yourself down, it may kind of stem from this imposter syndrome, and you need to again change your kind of like your perspective on it right if everybody's giving you positive feedback you're probably doing something really good right of course if people are giving you negative feedback they could either be dicks or it could be that you really do need to work on something and then you know create a plan gather data execute the plan and then you know reevaluate at some point to improve that right in the example we gave about the meeting time and if you need to shorten your meetings try tips and tricks on how to do it and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, then who cares? Because most people, again, aren't even thinking about like what you're doing, right? They're just kind of living their own life, thinking the same things that they're doing. They're going, "Oh my God!" When I said, uh, you know, when I was talking earlier, did I say like too many times? Like this, like that, like oh, oh my God, I'm terrible at speaking, you know. But you're looking at them, going, "Holy shit!" They gave an amazing speech, or I really like their meeting presentation. So it's something that we all deal with, or we all struggle with it. And I think the more that we talk about it and explain to people, like, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous in this situation or whatever the more that people are usually positive and going to give you encouragement and the more encouragement that you have the more you can start looking at it going wow we all experience this you know and now we can move forward yep usually when you sort of come out from the get-go and admit to it right if you're feeling nervous if you're feeling whatever it is most people can relate to that you know every, every everyone feels nervous before big meeting right or anxious before a flight or whatever it is and or maybe they don't feel that way anymore but they felt it at some point so they can relate to it and they can help you and you know that at least gives them information about how you're feeling so that if you're being quiet if you're acting a certain way well now they have some uh, background into why and and you don't feel someone make someone else feel like an imposter right because now, you know, if, if you're at the airport with your friend, right, and you're feeling nervous or you're not talking and you're just being, you know, to yourself, um, maybe your friend starts feeling like an imposter. Maybe they feel like, you know, the, why did he invite me? He's not even talking to me, whatever it is. Um, but then as soon as you tell them, hey, I'm feeling a little bit nervous about the site, they're like, oh, okay, he's feeling nervous. You know, he invited me because he wants me here. Maybe I might even be able to help him with his nervousness. You know, it probably makes them feel even even better because they're like, hey, I'm being a good friend by helping my friend when they're feeling nervous or anxious or whatever it is. Anyway, um, that's all I had to say about imposter syndrome. Now back to playing Among Us and uh, figuring out who the real imposter is. You have anything else you want to add, Matt? Nope. I think I think we covered it. Um you know nice all right everyone well thank you all for listening in again uh if you're enjoying the show please make sure you let your friends your family uh random people on the internet know about it 
we would appreciate a uh, review. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys again in a couple of days. Uh, until then, stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourselves. And don't feel like an imposter because you're not. Matt, you're not an imposter either. Everything I did in the beginning was just for dramatic purposes. Thank you all for listening in.